Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Hey, good morning, everybody, or should I say shalom. We are in here in Israel with a great team and enjoying our tours and time in the Holy Land. It's just amazing walking where Jesus walked. We've experienced some great things already from where uh, Peter had the vision to go take the gospel to Cornelius and therefore the Gentiles. Uh, We were a place where Paul was imprisoned for two years. Uh, We went to the place where Jesus asked Peter, um, who do men say that I am? And Peter responded, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said on this revelation, I'm gonna build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, We've seen so many things, experienced so many things. We wanted to share part of this trip with you. In fact, today I'm standing at the Sea of Galilee behind me. It's early in the morning, late at night for you. And uh, we're gonna spend some time today uh, being uh, around the area where Jesus spent most of his ministry and that is around the Sea of Galilee region. In fact, today we'll be out on the sea and we'll get to uh, hear things about like when Jesus calmed the storm or when he walked on the water. Uh, We'll see the place where he fed the 5,000. We'll we'll see and talk about the place where um, he cast the devil out of the, that demon-possessed man and they went into the pigs and they ran into the sea. We'll see where he called Peter and then we'll spend time on the, uh, where the Sermon on the Mount was preached, the most same, famous sermon Jesus ever spoke. We'll talk about the Beatitudes. In fact, we're going to bring you that message today. We're going to use our guide, our tour guide, Rami. He has such a great insight to bring context to stories. He, he knows the culture, the history, and it really helps us understand these beautiful pictures as Jesus taught. And so I believe that you're going to enjoy it. So open up your hearts to receive this octagonal, yeah, eight-angle church, it's typical Catholic church shrine which commemorates the Beatitudes, the Church of Beatitudes. As I've told you, this church is not built like other churches you will be with me, like even Capernaum, Peter's home. It is not built on previous churches. There is no archaeological evidence that the sermon that we are going to talk about did take place here. We don't know. But why did they choose this place? And I agree with them. You remember on Mount Carmel, why I agreed with the Carmelite? Carmelites, you remember I told you, this is the only t- place you can look at, down at the Kishon Brook, and where the cloud form, the Mediterranean. The same happens here, the geography, topography, yeah? The terrain. Look over there, you see all the banana plantations? Banana is not a tree, it's a plant. I want you later on, where you are seated, it's quite hard, but I want you later on to go there, I mean, nearby the fence, and look carefully at the bananas and exchange each banana with a person, with a human being. And you see the multitudes standing to hear Yeshua. And this place works wonderfully acoustically, okay? I'm doing it 26 years, (laughs) trust me. Anyway, you need to believe whatever the tour guide tells you, yeah? So, trust me, it works both ways. You know, in a theater, the stage will be where? Down. So I did walk down, one of the, when I had more energy, okay? And I spoke and people could hear me perfectly. And vice versa, the opposite. Actually, what we will read very soon, it's vice versa, the opposite. Yeshua is not staying down there on the stage, so to speak. He is climbing up on a mountain seeing the multitudes, right? So, it works both ways. If I speak to you 
from here and you will be down by the banana trees, you can hear me perfectly. Especially in the morning hours and just before sunset. You know, the wind pattern allows it. Beautiful acoustic. So we are in a natural, on the top of a natural, if you wish, even amphitheater. Okay, you remember? Double theaters, yeah. Two theaters together. So, we need, of course, to speak about the Sermon on the Mount. That's where we are, right? So, beloved, please, I forgot my Bible, you know, I don't know my Bible so well. So I need you to help me and lead me to the Sermon on the Mount, please. Where shall I open? Matthew 5? Can somebody else tell me where? I mean, do you agree with him? Everybody agrees? You're directing to Matthew 5, right? Okay, thank you, ma'am. Let's see. I am in Matthew 5. And what is the opening? And I read from the New King James. I like it. Okay? The very first, the opening word of Mount Matthew 5 is end. Well, well, well. You don't need to be, you know, teacher of grammar, you know, or uh, whatever, you know, wise man or woman to know that the word end is a connecting word. Add to it what I told you before, that the Bible as we have it now was not the Bible that they had it all. The setting, yeah? They did not have books. They have scrolls by the, back then, yeah? They did not have a division to chapters and verses, okay? So if I find the word end, I know that the story does not start here, right? It should start before. That's why... Half jokingly ask you, please lead me to the Sermon on the Mount. I know where the Sermon on the Mount is, yeah. Look, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. Beloved. Many, you know, big volumes were written about the Sermon on the Mount, yeah. Many of which are missing the points because they don't take it in context. Okay? It is nice to read the, the Beatitudes. In the three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, 7, in a church setting. Nice air-conditioned or heated church, right? But the setting was, you are now as close as you can be to the setting. Why I love this place, Pastor Don? Because of those recliners. <laughs> because that's the setting where Yeshua taught all the time. He taught in synagogues, and as they walked, you know, in the fields. That's the beauty. It wasn't religion system, so to speak, okay? I really, really want you now to go with me in this time tunnel, okay? And come out, you know, time elevator, 2,000 years ago. We are now the audience, the spectators, yeah? We are now the disciples, if you wish. And we must put ourselves in their shoes, so to speak, yeah? We must understand the context. Every Bible teachers should consider context, context, context. Good relator, location, location, location. Good Bible teacher, context, context, context. What was the context? Who were the multitudes that he saw and went up on a mountain? Who were they? Were they a bunch of, you know, nice PhD church people? I'm going to church with tie and suit. Who were the multitudes to whom the Beatitudes were addressed the first time? 
if you do not put yourself in their shoes, you're going to miss the depth of it. So allow me to suggest that the Sermon on the Mount starts in verse 12 of the previous chapter. <laughs> Back then, no chapters, remember? No verses. But for us to understand, let's go to verse 12 of chapter 4. Shall we? Why? Because we are going to build the context to the Beatitudes. By the way, most of the teaching will be about the context, because once I set the context for you, the Beatitudes, no need to talk about them. It will oh, fall right in place. You say, oh, now of course he would say it to them. But we need to build the context. So, shall we delve in? Verse 12 of chapter 4 of Matthew. Yeah. Now, when Yeshua heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. Where are we? Galilee. You are allowed to speak. Galilee. Yeah. We are in Lower Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea. Beloved, I want to, you remember I, my way of teaching, every jot and tittle are important. There is no waste of space as far as the Holy Spirit is concerned. Are you with me? No wasted space. Okay? So if we, and I teach you how to read between the lines and to consider every jot and tittle, right? Most teachers, and I'm not bashing, bashing them now, just say the fact because I hear many teachers here. Don't even, they, they go on. Oops, they don't stop here. Oh, 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 yes, let's stop here. You know why? Because where would you expect Yeshua to start his ministry? Where? Come on. Jerusalem! He's the king, redeemer. He's the high priest, right? Where is the high priest? Where is the king? In Jerusalem. Are you with me? He leaves Nazareth, which is about 1,500 feet above sea level. Are you ready? And he goes down. You remember the natural? Speaks of and points to the spiritual. He leaves the high place in Nazareth and he comes down to 700 below sea level to a place called what? Come on, we just read it. Capernaum. There is no Capernaum in the Bible. There is Kfar Nahum. Say Kfar. A village. Village of Nahum, Nahum, like the prophet. It is not named after the prophet, but we will talk about it when we are there. Are you ready? You can call it also village of comfort. This is beautiful. Who needs comfort? Those in Jerusalem who think, mm, we are buttoned up. I mean, ho, ho, we have all the religions, the religion, you know, ta, 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 ABC, we believe in God. We believe in creed. No, he comes to the needy ones because they live down below sea level. They live in low place. Not only geographically, but we will see even spiritually. How are you with me? So he leaves the king of kings. He leaves the higher place to go down below sea level to a village where they need his comfort. Nachamu, nachamu ami. Comfort, comfort thee, my people. Are you with me? Isaiah 40. Nachamu, nachum. Do you hear it phonetically? Same root, comfort. So, he leaves Nazareth, and he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea. Which sea? Look at this. 
סיוף גללי, כפר נכון מיז ווקינג דיסטנס ביינד אס. In the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled which was, what spo- which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, the land, Isaiah lived by the way about 700-800 years before Yeshua, okay? In the 8th century about, before Yeshua. And he, now he quotes Isaiah, Matthew quotes Isaiah, the land of Zebulun, verse 15 of Matthew 4, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, via Maris, the famous highway that I was talking with you about, we just drove it, on it, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Are you ready? Remember I told you nothing is new under the sun, it's cyclical, it's not linear, you don't put events on a line and check, 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 oh, we don't need it. It was, it passed. No! For God's sake, no! It was in the past, and it will repeat, it is in the present, and it will repeat it itself. This is the the very Hebraic mindset. Nothing is new under the sun. How are you with me? So here, Galilee of the Gentiles. Who said it first? Isaiah. Who says it again? Matthew. Who lived in the Galilee? Yes, Jews, but many Gentiles. Gentiles need the gospel as well. Are you with me? He is the light, not only to Israel, but to the nations. Isn't it beautiful? Are you ready? Isaiah's time, Matthew's time. Where are we living now in the 21st century? Who dwells in the Galilee of today, in sovereign, under the sovereignty of the state of Israel? Many Arabs, Gentiles. Do you see it? Nothing is new under the sun. So the gospel is good for back then and for sure for our time, okay? So Gentiles, welcome to the Galilee. It's yours. Galilee of the Gentiles. Let's, conti- let's continue. Are you ready? We are building the setting, right? Who were the multitudes? Were they happy people? Let's see, verse 15. The people who lived here, who sat in darkness, have seen a great light. Do you remember? God's light always shines where? In darkened places. Remember Caesarea? Remember Nazareth? Can something good come out of Nazareth? The light will always shine in darkness. Otherwise, it is not effective. You see, but how I, rep- I repeat myself. Why I repeat myself? Because the Bible repeats itself. Because we have tendency to, re- to forget. That's why the Bible over 900 times says, remember. Because we are forgetful. Forgetful, yeah? Okay. So, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who, who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. People who sat in the region of the shadow of death. Okay, come on. You describe me first. Are those happy people? La, 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 la. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. No. We just read it in darkness, shadow, shadow of death. They are depressed. They are deprived from their sovereignty over their promise. And why? Because the Romans, the pagan occupiers are here. They can see Roman centurion over here. I mean, everywhere, in the villages. Are you with me? They are occupied. They feel lousy. They feel very low. They are in darkness. They are in the shadow of death. That's why they need the light. That's why they need the resurrection. Are you with me? Okay, we are building case. Who are those multitudes, right? 
And Yeshua, sorry, verse 17, from that time Yeshua began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's balanced, it's with love, you shall tell the truth in love, not the lies in love. Politically correctness is telling lies in even not love. Are you with me? In fake manners. No! Sweetie, you need to change your life. I came to redeem you, but you need to repent. And repentance in the Jewish understanding, okay? It's not, okay, sorry, Abba, okay, come on, let's, uh, let's have a beer. It's chazara betshuva, it's turning, chazara in Hebrew. Turning 180 degrees, leaving panias, you remember? <laughs> Setting our face, actually, it should be this direction, to Jerusalem, to focus our eyes, and live our old life, everything, and go back to God. Of course, with bumps on the way, but God is... You know, seven times the righteous is falling and God is... Are you with me? Repentance is key in, to the kingdom of God. So here I am in verse 23 of chapter 4 still. And Yeshua went about all Galilee. Are you ready? We will be in Magdala today. And in Capernaum. All Galilee, okay? Teaching where? In their synagogues. Sabbath, not in Sunday preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Beloved, look at me. If I would tell you that Yeshua, I mean, coming, gathering around Yeshua, would be, would be a very, very courageous step on your side, would you believe me? Beloved, this is not a free land democracy, freedom of speech, freedom of religion back then. Remember the context? We are occupied. What do you think, when a Roman centurion is now here, riding his horse while all these hundred soldiers behind him, yeah? all around him. He would look at this gathering and we know that there were multitudes here. What do you think would cross his mind immediately? Come on, come on, help me. Revolt! You think he will just say, ah, nice Jews are gathering. Okay, let's go, soldiers. No! It could end with your death or with you being put in jail or whatever. Are you with me? So the very fact that multitudes came to him from all over means one thing. It was worth the risk. And they who came to him were at the end of their rope to begin with. They took big danger upon themselves to even come to gather around Yeshua. But why? Why they were attracted to this rabbi, beloved? Come on, help me. Help me out. What was different between this rabbi, Yeshua, who stood here somewhere and preached them the Sermon on the Mount, this beautiful sermon, yeah? Soon we will read it. What what was so different about him than other rabbis? There were other rabbis. Are you ready? Yeshua would never give a check 
which would bounce. So my friends, Yeshua never gives checks which will bounce. Shall we go on? This is what attracted the people to him. Great, verse 25, great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from the Capolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Who are those multitudes again? Nice, with nice leather Bibles, going to church on the, on the mountain where Yeshua is preaching? No, my friends. Those people are low-life people. They are depressed. They need real checks which will not bound. They bounce. They, they know they have a chance to get healed. Even if they will they actually while doing it, they are endangering their own lives by gathering here. Are you with me? Shall we start with chapter five? Now that we know who were the listeners of the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter five. Seeing the multitudes, remember I am a jot and tittle person, seeing the multitudes, Yeshua runs away from them. You really want to be my disciples? Let's see who is climbing up on this mountain with me. And, he's, and when he was seated, here I stop again. Oh, insignificant. Well, why are we wasting our teaching time, huh, Pastor Don? Why? Rami, blah, blah, blah. So he was seated. Oh no! Again, the natural speaks and points to the spiritual. Yeshua is not, not even me. I mean, for sure not like me, yeah? My friend is not teaching, thus says the Lord. Let me tell you what he He sits and teaches, including in the synagogues. Rabbi still today sit and teach. Why? To be in the same level of the congregants. Even when you will see a rabbi teaching from a pulpit to many, many disciples, rabbi, regular religious Jew, he will have a table and he will sit. Sitting is showing you, showing something, demonstrating that I am not above you. Isn't it beautiful? Yeshua, the King of Kings, Son of the Living God, is seated and then who came to him? And as he was seated, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Beloved, the Sermon Mount, the first Beatitudes, are told to whom? Not to the multitudes. Are you with me? I'm just taking it in the context, because it takes time till the multitudes come up. Wow, he's a great teacher, let's go. Wow, he's a great healer, let's go. But Yeshua doesn't wait for every individual to be seated. Okay, everybody is okay. Uh, the cameras are okay. Uh, no, it's naturally. You want to be my disciples, Yeshua? Says, by the way, he says it to you this morning. This morning. Do you want to be my disciples, everybody? Yes. Do you remember Caesarea Philippi? Whom do you say I am? You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. Really? Are you going to stand by your words and act upon them now? Even to death? Are you going to leave Bania, Spania, Caesarea, and go with me up to, Je again up, to Jerusalem? To be crucified maybe? Are you with me? 
Are you really wanting to be my disciples? Okay, let me show you who is worthy to be my, my disciple. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are whom? Did Yeshua need a NASA telescope to look and find people who are poor in spirit? Short of breath, spirit in Hebrew, ruach. Breath is ruach. Are you with me? Wind is ruach. People who are poor in spirit are depressed, are not happy people. People who think, oh, I don't, don't ask me. I, I even know to pray for you. I'm, I'm so feeling empty. Wow, you are a great candidate. When you, it's opposite of what the world teaches you, beloved. When you admit that you don't have anything to, to give, boom, you are a wonderful candidate. You are my disciple. Okay, here is an empty cup. Bloop, 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 bloop. The living water. It's beautiful. Yeshua knows us from within and from without. Why do we put a show, a front? Okay, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Beloved, don't take it only mourning for your spiritual condition, which it can be, you know? Because it's progressive revelation, yeah? Poor in spirit, those who mourn, yeah? Cry. But it can be, remember, don't neglect the, the natural, because natural and spiritual are connected. You remember? What is the context? Maybe there was a woman here who lost her son with a, with a clash with the Roman centurion just before. <laughs> Blessed are those who mourn. Oh, I have nothing to give anyone. Blessed you are. Opposite of what the world teaches you. You want to be successful? Go and do this. Go get a bachelor's degree. Not, not enough. Get a... What is coming next? You know, but... Master, get a PhD, be a doctor, uh, be a good businesswoman. And uh, by the way, don't worry, everybody does it on the way through success. Step on other people. It's okay, it's okay. Everybody does it. The opposite. Below. You want to be big? Below. Be servant of all. Well, how many, can I see a show of, show of hands already now after the second beatitude? How many would really want to follow Yeshua and to be his disciples? <laughs> oh, we always promise to those who will come to Yeshua, garden of smelly, good smelly roses, right? Pink roses. Did you know that Yeshua, Pastor Don, Yeshua most of the time challenged the people not to follow him? Remember? He said, birds have nests. But then, not far away, he said, he, he taught this as they were walking, yeah? I think it's Luke 9 or something like this, yeah? You know, birds have nests. Uh, foxes have holes. The, the son of man doesn't have a place to lay. Which means, you want really to be my disciples, Karina? You might mm, have to stay in the cold night outside. Do you see it? It's costly. Yes, I welcome you. But we cannot both be the kings of our lives. Complete death to self. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is all about. And it goes like a thread throughout Scripture. You want more of God? Get rid of more of you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Beloved, 
Can you be low in spirit? Can you mourn and still be pride? Which is the opposite of meekness? No! No, beloved. Blessed are they. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Come on. Did he need a NASA telescope to find people who are hunger and thirst for righteousness? Who came to him? People who knew that this is a real rabbi who never gives checks which will, be, which will bounce. Are you with me? Who says what, who does what he says. Actually, he does and then says. Remember, Yeshua does first and then he says. Then he teaches, yeah? So, <clears throat> blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Once I sat in the garden tomb. Are you still following? It's okay, you're not, not too much on you? I was seated in the garden tomb. You will be there. And in the garden tomb, it's the last day of the tour. And we guides love that day. We are tired. I'm transparent with you. Yeah. And uh, the 10th day of the tour, we are seated drinking our coffee. And, you know, uh, exchanging views. Oh, how are your tourists? Oh, they are nice. Oh, uh, where are your tourists from? Hey, it's nice to see you. How is your family? Blah, blah. Yeah. In the guides room in the garden tomb. I will never forget it. A very... Knowing guide, a good guide, a non-believer, non-believing guide, a Jew, who is a commander in the army, high rank, yeah, in the reserve. Friends, he told us of his experience, he is invited to go to churches to speak about the Israeli army, blah, blah. You know what was one of, I'm almost done, what was one of his impressions in evangelical churches that he was Invited by the pastors who were guided by him. He said, I did not find mercy. Guys, guys, it was like a knife into my heart. I decided I shut my big mouth. I don't even speak. He knows that I'm a believer. A stranger says, you know, his honest experience, they cut each other's ears. They are mistreating each other. You cannot be Yeshua's disciple without meekness, without being low in spirit, without being humble, be, without being merciful. Friends, you know, if you have a hard time to be merciful, it means one or two. Please listen, don't miss me. Or you were never mercied by him. Are you with me? Which means you never experienced him, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness. Or it was so long ago, you forgot about it. You became rigid, stagnant religion person. And be careful, the Lord will vomit you out. He is not into religion. Let me just read the last ones. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you revile and uh, when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecute the prophets who were before you. Some count the the beatitudes like ten. Some count seven, nine, eight. I like ten. Why? He saw the multitudes, he went, escaped them, he went on a mountain. Does this, and then he brought ten words. Does this remind you of somebody else? Moses. He leaves the people down. He goes and he brings the ten words. 
you call it Ten Commandments, in Hebrew it's Aseret Advari, Adibot. Okay guys? Davar, word. Do we want to follow Yeshua? I want. Is it easy? Not at all. It means I need to become less and let him. On my bill, to grow big. Beloved, there is no way to grow in the full measure of Yeshua without dying more and more to self. But one thing I want to encourage you with, it's worth the work. It's worth the calling of the one who calls me, who waits for me when I'm in the stadium, running, running, yeah? And I'm tired! Another round, another round, I'm tired! But it's worth it when I see the prize. But it's costly! Because you don't see in the Olympics people running, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. I could run another 50. No! Why? Because of gold medal. We have much more than gold medal waiting for us. Don't worry if you have hard in this life. The disciples had it hard. The multitudes had it hard. Yeshua came to the sick. Yeshua came to the humble. Yeshua came to the needy. He is the great physician. He is the great redeemer. He is the great high priest who bore our iniquities, who bore our names on his chest, if you know what I'm talking about, and went into the Holy of Holies, interceding for us. He is still doing it in a temple made by God, not by human hand. Amen? Hey everybody, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you were blessed and just had a, a chance to experience uh, the Bible in a deeper way. Let it come alive through uh, the context that was brought today and, and through the, just the imagery, the pictures that are painted uh, by looking at the scripture that way. And so we love you. We miss you. We'll see you soon. We'll see you this next Sunday. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.